Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, today we've got uh, a great guest joining us today. We're going to be discussing postcard marketing with one of the um, founders of a company called Postpilot, a uh, direct mail platform backed by some of the top marketers in the industry. It helps uh, sending individual, personalized, targeted, automated direct mail campaigns. It makes it easy, as easy as an email campaign. And uh, I'm excited to talk about this being in yeah, I love this. This sales is, and marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a great, uh, I think this is underutilized kind of digital, physical world coming together, you know, mm-hmm. when everything's swung so digital for so long and now to, you know, seeing a couple couple different companies integrating the two. Mm-hmm. So I'm always excited to hear about getting in the mailbox, the real mailbox. Absolutely. Yeah. Not the meta <laughs> mailbox. And, uh, you know, we talk you know, about it. It's just something about going to your mailbox and, and pulling out something physical, uh, when everything's digital this day and age and you get some really good direct mail. Um, yep. you know, it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know. It's just, I, maybe it's nostalgia. Who knows? But uh, probably so for us old guys. <laughs> but anyway, we're happy to have um, Michael Epstein. He is, uh, like I said, he is the co founder of uh, Postpilot. And uh, he's going to be telling us all about the, uh, the service today that they offer and um, a little bit more about some of the features and uh, how marketers and sales professionals out there can utilize it to uh, grow their business. And with that said, I'm going to welcome Michael to the show. Michael, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, fellas. Good to see Absolutely. You. Well, thank you. Big round of applause. There you <laughs> go. So, hey, right. uh, so you're, you're joining us. You're on the, you're on the West coast, right? I mean, it's, um, what, one o'clock you say one o'clock your time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still in more of the coffee mode. I think, okay. uh, it's, it is Friday, but maybe one, one thirty is the cutoff to start switching over to, to your side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so almost it, there. It, depends. I mean, it is a kind of a holiday weekend this weekend. You could that's probably right. fudge it a little bit as we're recording this anyway. Yeah, no, that's a good so, point. I should have thought about that earlier. Yeah. Or you could mix the two, you know, I've got a, um, I've got coffee a coffee stout. stout today. There you so, go. That's uh, actually a great idea. Yeah. I love a good coffee stout. <laughs> Maybe, but didn't you say uh, right before the show, you said uh, you're drinking mud water, right? Mud water. Yeah. yeah. How is that? I see the ads for that everywhere. I've not tried it yet. I mean, I, I remember the Four Sigmatic, you know, when they came on, yep. you know, we got mud water. It's a mushroom based, right? Yeah. It, it tastes kind of like a chai. Um, okay. And I, I, I got to put a little creamer in it because I, I, like to take the edge off a little bit, but it's good. I mean, it's like, it's, it's just a, probably a, a slightly healthier routine to be in versus, uh, versus coffee. So maybe we could get them uh, to do like some co-branding with like a mud water stout. Oh man. Wouldn't that be, be good? Amazing. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> might have to, we might just have to do that on the show one day, Jonathan. Is, <laughs> I'm getting, you know, Bring a plain, maybe a Guinness, some just kind of plain stout, and yeah. then throw some mud water in there. That, yeah, or just chop up a bunch of mushrooms and throw it. Yeah, in. just throw some whatever <laughs> now, that would you be want. Amazing. Some lion's mane, some chaga, whatever. Exactly. Just throw totally. it in there. Totally. That'd be that'd be interesting. So yeah, yeah, it, no, pretty good. No, no telling what would happen with that. So, um, 
Well, Jonathan, what do you have? So we know Michael's having mud water. All right. So what I've got today is I already teased it a little nitro. Actually, this is not a, um, it's not a coffee. It is a nitro hot cocoa. Dude, we must be on the same page. (laughs) So is it alcoholic? Oh yeah, absolutely. I love a good nitro stout. I mean, that's awesome. I love it. I mean, when you crack that thing and it just, you know, all that air out. Well, we did not talk before the show, Jonathan, but <laughs> I am having, um, from Saloon Door Brewing, I am having a Tasty AF Nitro Milk Stout. Wow. So we're on we are on the same That's crazy. wavelength today. And it even has directions on the can. It's like, do not tilt glass, pour directly <laughs> down the middle. Um, so it's very, it's a very dogmatic Nitro did Stout. I see a 12 on that? Is that like 12, 12%? Um, no, it's 12 fluid ounces. It's oh, okay. 8%. Oh, okay. So, it's not bad. Yeah, no. it's pretty good. Um, it's hard to see the foam action in a stout, but it's it's kind of down there. So it's still yeah. bubbling a little bit. But so yeah, I'm a, I love the name though. And just, yeah, just be I don't know. We didn't plan this. AF. There we go. Well, I'll be the judge, but. We'll, uh, we'll see. So Jonathan, you said you've already had some, but we'll actually, yeah. So Michael, we had a previous interview on with, uh, a guest, uh, Stu Heineke. Uh, he's the author of the book, how to get a meeting with anyone. He was joining us earlier and, uh, I went ahead and, and uh, I went ahead and got the, you know, jumped the gun on this one and got was, the party started without me, uh, <laughs> but we man. didn't rate. So I was like, you know, I'm going to hold off rating until this episode. And, um, man, well, it's going to be a different a good one. brew on the last show. I had, uh, I had my, one of my go-to the full grown man child from Tupps Brewing, <laughs> um, to get me started. But yeah, I, I wanted the nitro for this show. So perfect. Well, Michael, you, you're. Does Mudwater come in more than one flavor or is it just, they got just one flavor right now? I think they're doing, this is, I guess, their morning version. I think they just rolled out an evening version that kind of helps on the other side, put you yeah. put you to sleep, relax you. But I love that. Yeah, it's, it's good. The, Jonathan, you mentioned the ad. I mean, ki- killer D to C advertising. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they had some great video content and they got me. And yeah. I think we're, we're trying to get them on to Postpilot too. And you mentioned Four Sigmatic. We, they use Postpilot too. Yeah. So that whole new tropic space is just taken off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The, I mean, that's, that's what I think of Four Sigmatic and, and Mudwater. They're kind of nootropics mixed with coffee, that morning ritual and Absolutely. now evening ritual. Exactly. Um, you know, so that's, that's cool. Yeah. Well, cool brands. Well, we do a, a rating of one to five pints, yep. new decimals. You can do pie, whatever you want to do. Um, five being the best five being like, this is the perfect drink. Um, and then obviously on down the scale. So one to five pints, what do you give your chai mud water? So we have, we got to try it. We got to have our sip first. Oh, we got to, we got to do our <laughs> toast. My bad. We've been drinking already. So I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers guys. Cheers. All right. Now, Michael. All right. <laughs> I feel like rating mud water is so underwhelming relative to nitro brews. Yeah. But um, if well, I got to consider the class, up, you know, yeah. you're not comparing it against a nitro brew. That wouldn't be fair. Right. No, no. of course not. Uh, but, uh, I'll, I'll give it a four and a half because... 
I don't think I ever to? give anything a perfect score. There's always, yeah. always oh, you're one of one it. of those guys. Huh? <laughs> I, yeah, totally. Yep. Not married. <laughs> <laughs> no, the wife. The wife gets a five. She's five okay. pints for the wife. If, uh, okay. if All right, for sure. Yeah. Only always. Thing, only thing. Of, yeah. Only thing in life. Exactly. Good, Good recovery. All right. Thank you. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, Jonathan, what do you give? This is get this is getting a a four nine on the scale, Oof. teetering on the edge. But I'm like Michael, you can't just give away those fives. But yeah. really, really good. This is like a it's this is like a dessert type, you know. So you it's not an everyday occasion. But I'm yeah. going to tell you this: it tastes just like it actually just tastes like a um, a hot cocoa, uh, you know, some hot chocolate. In this case, it would be some cold chocolate um, with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but it is solid. I mean, very smooth, especially with the nitro. I always love yeah. nitros because they just have that smooth, uh, crisp taste to them. Yeah, it's such a different yeah. like mouthfeel. It is, and just it, having drunk the previous stout, like, yeah, it's just totally. It's, it's almost like they don't feel too heavy on you know. Yeah, yeah it no, feels I like. Say it's like I mean, it's, Going straight from this first time, I think I've gone straight from like a regular stout to a nitro this close together. Mm-hmm. And almost like it first tasted like watery. Yeah. Because it's just so much smoother without the, you know, the carbonation. And, but after a few sips, I don't want to say, I didn't want to say water because it's not like it's watered down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's flavor still there, but it's just smoother, like yeah. you said. Um, so I'm going to give mine about it. I'm going to give mine a, a, it actually has peanut butter too. I didn't notice that on the can, but it, oh, wow. it's a milk salad with peanut butter and chocolate. So I'm going to give it a four, four. So okay, good, steady, strong. Yeah. Strong. Um, four, four. Awesome. So all over Alrighty. the board, you know, everything, everybody gets a four. If you're in the four neighborhood, you're, you're doing well. So yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a, you know, buy it again. If we didn't have to find a different <laughs> beer every week for this show, um, yeah, like that's starting to get harder and harder to do. <laughs> so, so Michael, what's your, what's your go-to? Like if it, if it were five o'clock your time on here on a Friday, what would be the go-to beverage of choice for Mr. Michael Epstein? Yeah. So would I sound like an alcoholic if I just went <laughs> straight to bourbon? No, no. You'd be All on the right. right show. You'd be on the right show. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Perfect. That's yeah. just a pint of bourbon's a little much, you know. So <laughs> right. It didn't rhyme. <laughs> At least put a couple ice cubes in there. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I I like to go straight for like a nice old fashioned or something. Good. Like that. Okay. Any particular that you uh, you uh, go to that's your your favorites uh, on the bourbon side or yeah, like the whiskey rye side? Like I, I actually like. Uh, it's called rock and rye. Okay. Uh, it's, it's like slow and low. It's, mm-hmm. um, it has like a, it has a hint of like the old fashioned flavor profile already in it with a little bit uh, of I've like sweetness and bitters. Um, so it takes kind of the, the edge off. It makes for like a great old fashioned. And so you could, you could almost drink it straight mm-hmm. with just, with just ice and it's really nice. Or you could, you know, mix it up like, add in the, you know, extra bitters and simple syrup and stuff. But yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite. And then there's a whole bunch of nice other bourbons and, and ryes that I like. Oh man. Yeah. I think that's a kind of a new trend I'm seeing with, with distilled liquors is that they're, 
they're starting the cocktail kind of in the jar already. Mm-hmm. That's a big trend right now to, oh, yeah. gotta, you know, nobody wants to do it themselves anymore. It's like, just <laughs> right. give me the whole thing. So I can just Plus straight I can, from the bottle. Uh, mark their price up a, a, a nice, yeah. you know, I don't yeah, know what the margins are on that, but they, they're probably doing pretty well. Yeah. Looks the same, Yeah, same price, but yeah, the ingredients are a little, sure. a little cheaper. So, all right, well, let's talk uh, direct response in the mailbox yeah. postcard marketing. Um, I'm curious to hear about this. And um, I, mean, I love this this world, Michael, as you heard us talking about before you came on. So tell us a little bit about what you do, who you do it for, and even how you kind of stumbled into this world. Yeah, totally. And I think you guys hit it on the head. It's, it's a little nostalgic, but it's really come for full circle where yeah. You know, it used to be obvious, of course, the mailbox is where all the junk mail went and it was cluttered and your email inbox was the pristine place where you only got your important messages. And of course now that's flip flopped. And I, you know, I've been in performance and digital marketing for over 20 years. I mean, that's been my entire career. I'm, mm-hmm. I've been in e-commerce and, and digital marketing and I'm still a huge proponent of it. I think we used, we use direct mail as another touch point, another channel. And a lot of the companies that I was running over the last decade with success. And it was, it was just a clunky experience. It was like the old school way that you would think about direct mail. It's like exporting a bunch of spreadsheets and then going, finding a print house and then blasting a card to a bunch of folks that need a, you know, your attributes or your, or a zip code mm-hmm. and then more spreadsheets to figure out what the return on it was. Uh, and so becoming from the D to C and kind of e-commerce space, I was like, how do we make this as simple as an email campaign. And so myself, uh, my business partner partnered up with uh, our other co-founder who's CTO and was working on this technology. And we, we essentially created a Shopify app that plugs directly into your Shopify e-commerce store and allows you to trigger uh, personalized postcards the same way you would trigger an email campaign or flow. So that's, that's cool purchase uh today they buy product x wait 30 days trigger if they don't make another purchase trigger a card with an incentive to come back or send them an offer for product b that they haven't purchased yet you can do all the kind of cool creative segmented things you can do in in email but with direct mail that's really cool Uh, yeah that it's automatically triggered based on i guess pretty much anything you can you know make a trigger for and Shopify, I saw you integrated with Clavio, so that mm-hmm. can, probably gives you even a few more exactly. whistles. We basically call ourselves the Clavio of direct mail. That's, that's cool. That's pretty much what we built. So that, that's the, so you mostly focused on e-com brands? Mostly, yeah. We, we do have uh, customers from across the spectrum, from B2B sales folks to real estate agents to other folks, but I think our DNA is in direct to consumer and e-commerce. And so, and that's the product that we really built. Uh, and so that's, that's where the bulk of our customers uh, come from. Sure. That's cool. Cause it's almost, you know, typically a lot of direct mail campaigns, you know, either buying a list or you're going geographically, but this is almost like a one-off thing. I mean, so, so literally like if I only had just hypothetically, if I only had one sale today and I got triggered, you're going to send out one postcard for me. 
one postcard and it will be individually personalized because they're, they're created on demand. So, so it pulls the data fields of the, yeah, it'll say, Hey, Sean, uh, come on back. Uh, it's time to restock on your tasty AF, uh, stout. And so, <laughs> Very nice. uh, with an incentive and yeah, personalized for you. And it'll, it helps bring that customer back, especially if it's consumable type product where you know, it's, it's a beverage brand or you know, let's take four Sigmatic, for example. Yeah. So they sell you a 30 day supply of, of uh, their drink. And if you don't come back and buy again in the next 30 days, especially if you haven't responded to their email campaigns that are probably reminding you, which 80% plus they get lost. I mean, right. I mean, they get either you just neglect them or you exactly. Or timing, timing's not right. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Too, soon, too early, you know, all that stuff. But in e-com email open rates are around 20%. So, mm-hmm. and that's of the people that are even still subscribed to your list. So that leaves 80% right. of folks that aren't even engaging with that message or seeing it. And this is a way to make sure that you get in front of them and get them back because that's really where the profits come from. When you bring the customer that you already paid so much to acquire, you keep them buying those subsequent orders or where you get a lot of the profitability. What are some, what are some head to head numbers? I mean, let's just cut to the chase, like email versus postcard follow-up series. Like what are, what are you guys seeing? Yeah. Well, typically we set a baseline target uh, of like six to 10 X ROAS on any campaign that we send. It's, that's something that we want to have that much confidence that, that a campaign that we send is going to drive that kind of return. A lot of them do better than that, but um, that's, that's a common kind of range for what you see on a postcard campaign. That's uh, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. give you a dollar, you give us six to $10 back. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you're a good friend to have. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it should be incremental because a lot of these are folks that aren't, you've tried to reach other ways between the iOS update, crushing people's Facebook performance. And again, email engagement, just being more and more difficult as your inbox is so cluttered. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sales that you weren't getting otherwise. So this does seem like it would have to be a, a, a product or a service. You, you're obviously going to have to capture their physical address and things like that. So, you know, if you're an info marketer, you, you better want to have something you can send them right. to get the physical address or it's not going to, not going to work. And I think that's one of the biggest misses when everything went digital is how many companies just get name and email and they don't ever get the physical address. Um, that's changed a lot with e-com because more and more companies, you know, they're shipping stuff. Exactly. But the, the early internet days were, it was a lot of information products. And I guess the early days they were still shipping stuff, but then it morphed to all cloud hosting and all that stuff. So. Um, yeah. For C brands, you're shipping the product. So you've got their address yeah. in your, in your database. And we just can pull, can sync that automatically. But we just rolled out a beta program where if you only have their email address, we can scrub that against the physical address database. And now you've got leads that have come in that haven't bought from you yet, but they've raised their hand and they're like, I'm interested They're They've demonstrated intent because they've even given you their email address. They've been browsing your site and now we can retarget them without even getting, having their physical address Mm -hmm. using a postcard. Yeah. I think Clavio is doing some of that as well, right? They're kind of, 
I know if they're scraping emails, if they people come to their site, then they're kind of tying it to a database. I think that's what one of my clients was talking about. And of course, abandoned carts. I mean, you'd be able to do that as exactly. well. Which exactly. Is, um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, how often, that's a good point. How often do people, you know, get to the end and they, you know, leave the cart or they get distracted yeah. Don't do something or, you know, I can think of, you know, cases where I've been, uh, where this would have saved companies, I don't know how much in terms of, you know, you're on a subscription program with a company and then for whatever reason, whether it's you decide to kind of pause things for a little while and then you, with every intention of coming back, but you know how life works, things happen. Or credit card expires. Credit card expires, you get distracted and then but they, I mean, you never get anything physically in the mail from them. Uh, you yeah, may get exactly. an email or something like occasionally, but, uh, you know, with everything that it's like inboxes today, like you said earlier, you know, you just get distracted by other things and you never see anything. But I mean, I could see this as being a huge value in bringing customers back uh, who may be pausing a subscription or pausing something and, and reminding them, you know, just of, you know, some of the new advantages for customers that they have, you know, that they haven't thought about or, or maybe interested in if they do come back and, and be a subscriber. So. Yeah, you're exactly right, Jonathan. It's, and that's a popular use case is for these brands that are on subscriptions, yep. like, like a Mudwater, like a Four Sigmatic. Mm -hmm. uh, people pause for whatever reason, or as you said, Sean, maybe their credit card expired and they just fall out of that routine. And all they really need is a bit of a nudge to get back into oh, that routine. Yeah. And if you're only reaching them through digital, there's a good chance that it's just getting missed. Maybe it requires more touch points to just get them back into that habit again. But once you do, you're not even just getting the that next one purchase. Typically, you're starting that routine back up again and they go for a while more before maybe they fall off again. So you're getting mm -hmm. a a, a big boost in LTV when you get those lapsed customers back into the habit of buying from you. Yeah. So what are some of the, are you, are you guys doing the same size postcards? You have different sizes. Like do you do bigger packages or is it just postcards? Like kind of what are some of the products you guys offer? Sure. So we have a few different sizes of the cards, four by six up to six by 11 typically four by six, most cost effective. And you still get kind of the most bang for your buck there, unless you've got a lot of real estate that you just want to use to show off a bunch of products. But we also have new technology that can send handwritten cards at scale as well. So mm. it's actually robotic technology, pen to paper, mm. and it's writing in natural handwriting with all the nuance of a human hand. So each letter looks different. It, it, the lines are variable and, and slanted different ways and indentations are all different. Like all the, all the all nuance of human handwriting that we replicate and digitize. And uh, we have this robotic technology that'll, that'll write it at scale, dynamically personalize them just like we do with the postcards, put it in a handwritten envelope with a real postage stamp on the front and, and mail those out to nice. customers as well. Yeah, that's really cool. That is, that's crazy. Um, so it's like a CNC machine for, for <laughs> writing postcards, I guess. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's, that's also one of the bigger, uh, more popular items used in like B2B sales and things mm -hmm. like that, where you're, 
you're connecting with a prospect or a lead or you're trying to, to generate warm leads and you've got a list that you, you want to reach out to. I mean, you get a hand addressed envelope in the mail, you are addressed to you, you're, you're opening that. You don't see that very often these days. So you're definitely opening that. Yeah. I mean, that would be a great, like, thank you for ordering campaign that follows behind, you know, a day or two after the delivery. Yep. And then maybe, Hey, you like this? We really appreciate you being a customer. We've also got these other things that go great with this product. You know, scan this QR QR code with your phone to to go straight to a special offer page. Exactly. Yep. It's real popular. If you've got a luxury item or you want to, you have VIP customers where you want to say, I want to trigger after a customer makes their fourth purchase from us or after they've spent a total of $500 with us, let's send them a handwritten thank you note. It's just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, really appreciate your business. We just want to acknowledge you. And here's a, here's even an offer to come back for your next, uh, your next purchase. They, they really, that's the surprise and delight experience. It makes you really memorable, keeps that customer loyal and even gets shared on social. Yeah. I could see you doing that, especially like you said, with the VIP, they spend 150, 200 bucks. You like send them a thank you letter with a a code that goes to like a free t-shirt download, you know, like Mm -hmm. a place to order their free t-shirt, pick a t-shirt with your gear on it. You know, your, your logo, that, that could be fun. Everybody loves t-shirts these for days. Sure. So for sure. Yeah. Cool. There's all kinds of cool stuff you could do with that. That's what I love about it is that it's hard to funnel hack, you know? So it's like oh, your competition yeah. doesn't really know what you're doing unless they spend the money, which a lot of people aren't going to, they're just going to try to funnel hack your front end <laughs> and they don't really see, some of the stuff you're doing behind the scenes that, that really makes a difference in profit. No, that's a great call out. And you're, you're absolutely right. And the other nice thing just from a competitive standpoint is the price of postage is fixed, right? So mm-hmm. it, it literally takes an act of Congress to change the price of postage. And yeah. so you're not paying if, if a bunch of your of competitors are targeting your same audience or you want to reach people during peak holiday periods, like around black Friday or father's day or mother's day, where CPCs are always getting jacked up because everybody's marketing yep. during those times, right? You're actually, you, you don't, you're paying the same price no matter when you send or who you're sending to. Yeah, that's a great point. Especially, yeah, with Facebook ad costs or any of the platforms ad costs being so variable, that's a, that's a great distinction about pricing of the postcards. And, you know, you got plenty of time to know if that's going to change and adjust. Um, that's cool. Exactly. What's your favorite story Hmm. of a client? You don't have to name the client or you can either way. Um, They came on board and they just had a campaign that just, you know, made them a customer for life. Sure. I think um, one, one, the first story that comes to mind is that one of our uh, clothing brands had sent out a, one of these VIP thank you notes and got a card back from the customer. Uh, so they wrote the brand back. They wrote the owner of the company and was just like, I just wanted to say that I received your card and it was so special and thank you so much. And it's a shit. And I wish more companies did this these days. And it just meant a lot to me and I'm going to be loyal to your brand for life. And, uh, that was really cool. Got a picture of the card that they got, um, sent back to them. So that was really cool. And then just kind of on the performance side, 
so many, so many examples of brands that have done some really cool things uh, from, you know, again, automated win back campaigns where uh, one of our cosmetics brands, Boom Cosmetics, sends a, sent a card campaign to everybody that just had bought a, a certain, um, it was a lipstick, I believe. And so they know that after that lipstick should last you about 30 days. And so when they didn't come back and buy within 35 days, triggered a, a card to remind them with an incentive to come back. And they turned $1,500 into $40,000 in sales. Wow. Wow. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's uh that's, that's Ezra's company or one of them, one of his companies. Yep. Ezra's fire, yeah. Ezra Firestone. Yep. Yeah. So I'm sure he's, he's got all kinds of ideas. He's probably putting you guys to the test with. Yeah. He, he gave us a nice video testimonial after that one. He's like, both <laughs> yeah. cards for life. I was a, I, w- I was a convert. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. You guys convinced me to try it. And now I'm postcards for life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because like local marketing, lawn care, you know, these kind of guys, they never got away from it really. Like you get that stuff in your mailbox all the time, the Val packs, the things like that. And they, you know, they, they work. I mean, I mean, there's, Oh yeah. They're always looking for, you know, those salespeople are always out pounding the pavement looking for new people, but you see the same people in there over and over and over mm-hmm. yep. every Wednesday when you get your pack of Val packs and the grocery store flyers. So there's a long history of this stuff working really well. True. So I just, I just love that it's, it's coming full circle. Um, I'm curious, do you guys integrate besides like with, the Shopify and the, the Clavio, do you, do you guys do any like, um, ads, online ads, digital ads, space ad type stuff, um, Google ads, Facebook ads, anything like that in conjunction with the cards or do you let somebody else handle that? It's not a service that we provide directly, but okay. we typically say, you know, take some of your best performing creative and mm-hmm. especially your best performing email campaigns and just clone them into a postcard campaign. You've got, take a look at your Clavio account. You've got probably some good segmentation set up. I mean, that was a, that was kind of a key point for us because again, we came from that world. We were big into life cycle marketing. We were setting up these awesome email campaigns in Clavio and really well targeted, awesome, creative. And we'd, we'd look at the open rates and we're like 25% of this really warm, really relevant, really warm audience, even engage with it. Like we're just leaving money on the table. We've got to be able to figure out a way to get in front of the rest of those folks. And so, yeah, we just kind of started pivoting uh, those campaigns to email and we recommend for a lot of our users, just, just clone it over and you'll, you'll get incremental revenue that you weren't getting with digital or email alone. So you've got campaigns in, if I understand you correctly. So, you know, if we're getting 20, 25% on a good day, open rates, that leaves the 75% out there. Mm-hmm. So you're sending out an email gets triggered. And at the same time, a postcard gets triggered using basically you can do the same it. stuff. I mean, obviously. You can people, set it up. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to set it up they, however you want. Okay. So you could, you could do that where you could say, I'm going to send the exact same campaign by postcard and email. Obviously, the postcard's going to show up a few days. Well, I guess you could probably time it to right. where they showed up at about the same time. Um, that's cool. So yeah. what's your, in terms of a lot of the 
demographics on companies that use this? Are they, do you typically have more, um, I guess, broad companies that are, you know, nationwide that sell products nationwide, or is there, there are a lot of local, um, you know, companies that deal in local markets. I mean, what's the, what's the breakdown of your customer, uh, base that use, you know, use this service? Sure. That's a great question. And, and Sean was kind of alluding to it earlier with it typically being more local businesses. And that's because in traditionally you've targeted people based on like zip code. You've just said, I'm the local lawn care provider. I'm a roofer. I'm a restaurant. Let me just target everybody within a three mile radius of my, of my shop. Uh, what we really have tried to do is deliver like that, that actual segmentation, the customer segmentation on a broad, on a wide scale so that you can get really relevant audiences, no matter where they live based mm-hmm. on whatever criteria that you want to select that you're capturing in your, sure. in your database. And so our brands are typically all national brands. We don't really focus on the local brands that gotcha. are just trying to hit everybody in a zip code. There's mm-hmm. plenty of companies that can offer you that service. Sure. Um, you know, just batch and blast to a zip code. Right. What we, what real, we really try and do is focus on the brands that really want to touch their customers, um, you know, and through a channel that uh, is not digital because they're only, they can't reach them all that way. Sure. And the best kind of customers are typically the ones that have some sort of natural replenishment cycle where mm-hmm. again, it's, it's a beverage brand that knows that they sell a 30 day or a 60 day supply of something and needs to make sure that customer is repeating uh, and, or a cosmetics brand or, yep. uh, other food and beverage, like a lot of those kinds of brands are, are great fits. And then with the kind of like the, hello fresh, you know, Sean, don't you do the hello, hello fresh. Yep. Yep. So kind of like those guys, right? I mean, sure. You know, somebody, yeah, pa- I, maybe somebody pauses for whatever reason and, and the pause keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You know? Or, or yeah. Supplements like supplements. You, yeah. Yeah. I use athletic greens and exactly, you know, I had, there was like a, there was like a two year gap between when I paused and it would have been, I gotta, I'll be honest. I would, it would have been a shorter, <laughs> they, they cost themselves a lot of money because I paused for, for one reason only and it's because they didn't offer, they offered a, uh, you know, like the bulk bags. Sean knows this because you, yep. Sean used to be a customer and they used to, uh, you know, offer the 30 day bags, but they didn't offer the individual pouches that you could dump into your, wa- you know, dump into your water and travel. Up. Yeah. The travel packs. The little travel packs, which I emailed them and I said, this is crazy. Why not? I mean, you don't sell those. You don't make that an option. And they said, well, we're working on it. So in the meantime, I paused my subscription because it was just like, you know, I'll wait until you guys totally forgot about it. You know, this is an opportunity they could have used in their, in their postcard marketing because they had implemented that service long before I actually came back and became a returning customer and, um, cost themselves a lot of money. I think introducing new brand or new products within the brand is a great way to use this. Perfect. So Michael, it it sounds like you're, your specialty is really on the warm side of traffic. Um, Do you guys do any acquisition based stuff or is it, is it mostly, kind of warm renewal, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's more on, it's warm in that they, they're either a customer or they're, uh, they're a lead. So right, you capture their data somehow. Right. Retargeting them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Retargeting them because we just find that that's where you're going to get the biggest wins. Yeah. You're going to one, 
it's great for profitability because again, you're, you're, you're not paying up to acquire that customer again. Sure. You're getting yeah. another purchase. And two, you're just the warmer leads in a medium like direct mail are where you're going to get really, really strong returns and then gradually work your way up the funnel from there. A lot of people think about it like marketers think about it a little incorrectly and it might be because in the past it, it was just blanket a bunch of people with an offer and hope that, yeah. that they buy and try and figure out the ROI. And that just doesn't work for a lot of brands. It's, yeah. it's really tough to make that work if you're not a really well-known brand with a very broad market. Mm-hmm. So start kind of the other side of the funnel, sure. get, get real win, get a lot of wins and keep working your way up towards the colder prospecting side mm-hmm. uh, as you continue to prove it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, and that makes sense because most people where they leave the money on the table, everybody knows how to, not everybody knows how to, but there's plenty of services and companies out there that will do acquisition and, you know, copywriters and marketers that they're all about acquisition, but the real profit, like you said, is, is in that follow-up and getting people to buy again. I mean, Jay Abraham, you know, talks about, so in three ways to grow a business, you know, it's yep. new customers, get those customers to buy more and get them to buy more often. You cover the last two. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's really where the profit is. is exactly. There. And then we still can do the retargeting, which is, which is still acquisition in that that customer is not purchased from you, but at least right. they've demonstrated a level of intent. So if you're yeah, going to recognize a card, let's at least go to hand raisers who have said like, I'm demonstrating some level of interest versus I'm on some, in some database as living in a zip code with some household income and an interest right. in Jews. Yeah. That's a, that's a good distinction there. Um, Cause they will recognize, you know, the logo or the, Sure. Whatever. So they can be a little bit familiar. Yeah, like exactly. That. Right. You get, you, you, you're going through your mail, you see a logo f- or a card from a brand that you actually recognize. You're at least looking at it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're, Oh, I was on that site exactly. you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago. Let's see what they got to say. Right. Know? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Merrill, I think I, I buy a lot of stuff from Merrill, a lot of shoes from Merrill. Sure. Um, they do a pretty good job of, of that kind of follow up and postcards. And they even do some, I think I featured one on a show, Jonathan, that they actually had the shoe I bought mm-hmm. on the postcard. So it was very personalized. Um, oh, yeah. and, I, and sure enough, I, I think I reordered cause they had worn out. So they had figured out what the life cycle of that shoe is, you know, when it wears out and that kind of stuff. And they're like, maybe about time for, some yeah. new shoes. And I was like, yeah, it actually is. So. That's, that's the perfect example. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Absolutely works. Not a lot of folks doing it well. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, you got questions? Yeah. You mentioned, you know, I know you guys, it's mostly a lot of B to C. Um, but you meant, you did mention that there is, there is some B to B's, you know, B to B companies that utilize this, you know, I'm assuming it's mostly for, obviously you, you talked about it's, it's intended for, you know, warm leads, you know, obviously cost, you know, potential, if they're not already customers, they're potential customers as well that are, uh, that you're following up with, you have their contact information. So how do you, you know, B2B, I, I mean, can they, you automatically sign up and use your service and incorporate that even if they don't, kind of use Shopify. I mean, they could be, you know, using, I mean, it could be something that's not, 
uh, a repeat sales type thing. I mean, they could be like an industrial mark, you know, markets or things like that, where it's a much bigger, you know, acquisition. So is that, is that doable with a service like this? Yeah, it's a great question, Jonathan. You can do that. Uh, and that's typically if you have a list that you have cultivated or even acquired of mm-hmm. prospects, yeah. whether they could be totally cold prospects, but on the B2B side, it's, yeah, it could be, uh, you know, software sales. You yeah. have a list of target customers that you want to go after and we can super easily consume that, that, file of leads and Mm -hmm. help you dynamically personalize cards to go out to them. And that's typically the handwritten cards is what they use because again, it's just a, it really gets through to these decision makers. They're very inclined to actually look at it, read it because it's something that they, that they don't see every day. Uh, And the the response rates from those really prove out to be well worth it. And the value of those deals is typically so high Mm -hmm. that easily justifies oh, yeah. you know, yeah. the cost to send to send them a card. These are people that are accustomed to sending gifts and spending all kinds of money to acquire oh, yeah. a lead. Yeah, I mean, you know, in, in a lot of times in B2B, you know, whether it's software, whether you're making chemical or some kind of industrial, you know, acquisition, you know, you're talking about, you know, half a million dollar account or something like that where this is a no-brainer, right? I mean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. it's like... It, it's worth the time and the effort to, to, uh, and the money financially to, uh, invest in something like this. That's pretty automated. Um, what about the real estate? I, I, I think I saw on your web, website, you guys work with uh, realtors as well, right? Yeah. So that would be another good example of where the value of that deal is sure. very high. And so these are folks that typically are acquiring lists of prospects one way or another, um, through, you know, uh, databases or other kind of proprietary ways they've, they've generated these lists and, and the competition, for example, for, uh, people that are real estate investors looking to acquire properties. These are people, the value of that deal is really high. It's very hard to break through because every, a lot of people, they're on a lot of people's radar because it's just a hot, such a hot thing right now that right. people are sending them, cards are send they're putting flyers on their door they're doing all these different things to try and get their attention and so uh, we've done actually a couple case studies with real estate agents on the handwritten cards where the response rates have just been astronomically higher relative to the other means that they were using to try and get that seller's attention and a handful of people have even again commented or written back the where they're like the reason that I chose you was because you reached out personally like that. And so it is a nice, uh, a nice way to just cut through the clutter and get people's attention and get them to engage with you. So I saw on your website, um, it's postpilot.com by the way, in case we haven't said that enough times for people to, <laughs> uh, to remember it. Postpilot.com. Never enough. Yeah. It's like a radio ad. Postpilot.com. Um, Normally Sean's got the banner streaming at the bottom, yeah. but he, he's just not, for whatever I'm, reason, he doesn't have access to that today. <laughs> Couldn't get the tech to work this, this time. Um, so you can create your own, like you would design an email, kind of drag and drop creator. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But then you guys, do you guys also offer like custom design? Do you have campaigns preset or anything like that? Or Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Great point. We, we've, 
found we have a concierge service. We have full-time design team on staff that will, they, they're phenomenal and they'll do completely custom design, like, and take it off your hands and off your plate. We've, that was really kind of one of the more pivotal moments I think. in with the company is when we, we started recognizing that, that design and even strategy to an extent was becoming a bottleneck for customers and that really wanted to get started with this, but they were, it was like, where do I start? What do I do? And then it, they're like enthusiastic about the chatter, like makes total sense. We want to do that. Makes it makes a ton of sense. Now what, like, what do I do? So we have account managers that have, you know, e-commerce and, and experts in the channel and they've seen thousands of the campaigns and they know exactly what works. They can make sure that it's all set up and setting you up for success. And then we have the design team on staff that'll actually create the card for you at no charge either, because again, it was, I'm sure you guys have, have seen or heard it. Like, yeah, I want to do it. I need to just go to my creative department and I'll, and I'll send everything over to them and we'll hear back from them and like, two to six weeks. And so nothing against creative departments, but like they usually have their plates full of other stuff and they're just trying to get through everything. And this doesn't always. Well, it's up. always hardest I think to do your own marketing. Yeah, yeah. totally. You know, Cause you get so caught up in it that what you might do for a client or what you might do for a customer is totally like, it's just not, it's just, there's so much more emotion when you're trying to do it yourself for your own stuff and you just kind of get in the way. So that's great that you guys offer that service that, especially because you've got kind of a Rolodex or, you know, a, a bucket of templates that, you know, work from all the different people you've worked with. And then right. you can insert, you know, any given client's brand book and all the stuff that makes them unique mm-hmm. into proven strategies. So I think yeah. that's, that's yeah. exactly so we'll make it, we'll, we'll do the whole thing for you. Yeah. Uh, and awesome. all you have to do is kind of give the thumbs up or awesome. you make a few tweaks and we'll get it going. That's cool. Yeah. That's so, so they got no excuses not to give you a call. So I've got a couple <laughs> clients that I work with, um, on a copy basis that, uh, I'll be sending your way for sure, Michael. Cause awesome. well, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. So, um, couple and and probably a whole community of ecom people that we need to get you on a call with uh do a training or something with because that'd be awesome yeah a lot of startups but they're all you know out there hustling to be the next boom or mm-hmm. or four sigmatic or right. mud water you know so um getting this stuff in early i think is is a key way to grow that type of business because you're gonna you're gonna find those rapid fans exactly create that create that loyalty from the outset and and stand stand apart from everybody else using uh, the surprise and delight and uh it's a great way to build your brand build your business for sure is there any uh and we're we're getting close to wrapping up and i did want to mention is there any data that you typically share with a lot of your clients on you know the open rate for emails versus, you know, people that n- naturally respond to, you know, postcards as opposed to emails that you, you know, data that you typically share and what the, de- I can only imagine that it's probably higher. I'm sure it's a lot higher with, uh, with postcard mailings, but I'm just curious what those numbers look like. Sure. There've been a number of studies done on it. And obviously we can't 
track the actual open rate the same way we do on an email, but right. a bunch of studies have been done on this with direct mail and they all show that it's well over 90% of people at least skim every piece of mail, including junk mail. Yeah. But especially when it's from a brand that you, I mean, think about it. When you go to your mailbox, you're not just blindly like dumping it in the trash without <laughs> even looking at what came in. You're at least, yeah, you're flipping through it. You're skimming sure, yeah. through it. You stop at the brand that you recognize and you're like, hmm, what's, what's this? And like my wife likes to say, if she gets a coupon or something, an offer in the mail from a brand that she recognizes, she, she holds on to it and she almost feels compelled to use it. You know, like the bed, yeah. bath and beyond coupons that are still sitting in everyone's drawer right now. Yeah. Whereas that's just different than email where you just right. forget about it sure. in seconds or you delete it. So yeah, a bunch of studies show that People are at least skimming it, so you're at least getting that message across to your customer, and and the engagement rates are over ninety percent. Wow, our QR sense. codes being—I uh, know those are coming back a little bit in popularity. That people totally. are starting to incorporate those into a lot of the uh, direct mail pieces. Are are you guys seeing a lot more, you know, QR codes being used in in some of your advertising and mailings? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's made it's now the in the majority of campaigns and it's considered a best practice now for us where you have the QR code. It really, I mean, COVID really helped bring that back from, uh, and you know, it's made it just super common. And so, um, yeah, just about everybody's now including QR code on the card, which makes it super easy, reduces the friction to just come back, but you can also do really cool things with it. Like send people to a specific landing page, Mm -hmm. send people even directly back to cart. So Jonathan, you were mentioning abandoned cart uh, yep. campaigns before with the QR code, you can actually say, just scan this and you'll go right back to your cart where you left off. And it's a super frictionless way to get people exactly where you want them to go on your site. Yep. And it's a lot cheaper than a, a, a drone swarm over the, <laughs> over Austin. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to send a drone swarm out to everybody's house. That would get a little creepy. A little creepy. Sure. <laughs> a little creepy right. there. Right. I don't know if you saw that, Michael, but South by Southwest this year, they, it's a 300 foot by 600 foot drone swarm. That was a QR code or something. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I didn't need, I saw a couple of pictures, but I did not see the one where they actually formed a QR code. That's, yeah. that's interesting. All it right. Is. So everybody's, everybody's What's even more is that you could literally hold your phone up and scan it. Uh, yeah. You know, that's actually like, pretty, pretty genius. Everybody's yeah. terrifying too. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of feedback from everybody was like, well, this is how aliens come and take over our entire power <laughs> grid. Cause all of a sudden everybody's scanning a QR code just, there's the bug right Boom. in the system. Yep. You know, that's, so. a, fair, that's a fair point, I guess. Uh, like, yeah. Now, yeah so <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's going to be a long-term solution, you know, but uh, I guess you could do the same thing with a, with a regular QR code, but yeah. Um, but I could definitely see like going to a personalized URL or like you said, the reloading the shopping cart because somebody no, finally closed their tab that they kept open for two weeks. Yep you know, all that kind of stuff. That's for, perfect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I like how you cool. use the word friction, the less friction you can create yeah. uh, for consumers out there, the better. And I think that sometimes customer or companies out there really create way too much friction, you know, in their marketing. Um, sure. And, and so, and that's what drives customers away. And, you know, I think that's great that you're 
um, you know, that's a good point is that the whole point is to erase the friction, you know, make it easier for, uh, you know, water flows to the path of least resistance. And that's kind of how you, <laughs> how you have to think of it from a marketing standpoint is make it easy for them to, uh, you know, find you or take action. Yeah. So totally right. Just get out of their way. Right. Exactly. All right. Well, Michael, as we wrap up here, where can uh, people find you? Obviously postpilot.com. I see there's also like a demo you can sign up for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll drop like, I'll, I'll send you a link for, you can drop in the show notes too. uh, For, for the listeners here, like postpilot.com forward slash GFO stands for Godfather offer because it is, it is an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> I don't like that. We'll do the setup like we <laughs> talked about. And we'll even I will even send your first batch of cards on my dime because awesome. uh, we know that we know how to set this up in a way that'll work and we'll we'll even prove it to you and then you will want to send more cards. And if you don't, you got yourself a free campaign. Excellent. I love that. I'm yeah. going to steal that Godfather offer. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> With a gif on the, page, the exactly. landing page. You'll, you'll, you'll see it on the page. It's there. Don't, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Jonathan, yeah. let you take us out. Well, Michael, it's been fun, man. We appreciate you spending some time with us and, and sharing a little more about, you know, post pilot. We'll be sure to get these links out to our, our listeners. And uh, Sean said he, you know, he works at, you know, he's, he works with a lot of companies out there and I'm sure he'll be reaching out to you. And I've got, um, you know, I work with companies in the industrial space and I, I feel like, you know, they're, they're stupid not to be doing something like this in their marketing, uh, which most of them are or not. And, uh, which is why they're, um, you know, they're all about branding as we talk about all the time, they're all about branding, but you know, not direct response, which is, um, just stupid. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I will, um, I'd love to follow up with you and kind of introduce you to, you know, some of the clients I work with and a couple of, uh, industry podcasts that I do. So I'll be emailing you, Mike, Michael, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to follow up and have you on one of my industry specific platforms, uh, in be the awesome. manufacturing space. Love it guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. And great to be here with you. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's, it's an hour later, so I think you can pop that uh, bourbon in <laughs> oh, yeah. time now. That is You're true. Good. It is You're time. Good. That's right. It is time. Well, listen, right. have a great weekend. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, getting this out to our, uh, our out to our guests or our, our uh, listeners. And that is Postpilot, postpilot.com. He is Michael Epstein, uh, co-founder. And uh, Michael, thanks again. We look forward to uh, following up with you and hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Love it. Um, uh, I know in, in your space and in mine. Uh, yeah, I just messaged one of my supplement clients. It's like, we got to give this a try. This, is, <laughs> this looks fun. Let's do this. Absolutely. So, Why wouldn't you give it a try, right? I mean, Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Good stuff. And uh, as always, Sean, I don't know if you got uh, plans for the uh, Easter weekend coming up, but... Um, well, you know, uh, football's back this weekend. That's right. USFL. USFL. I'll be watching some... Kicking off. Joyzy, Joyzy Generals. <laughs> Massively there. Eight teams. We'll see if they can get it actually to go a full season this time. Because I think they launched right at COVID a couple of years ago. 
yep. and everything got shut down. So I think that was Maybe XFL. That, that was XFL. XFL yeah. yeah, yeah. So USFL is back. That's yeah, a whole USFL different. is back. And here's an interesting take from a marketing standpoint. I think this is going to be uh, very attractive for a lot of viewers. They're they're introducing. I think they said. I heard an interview today. I think they're introducing like sixteen. It's either sixteen or eighteen different camera angles. Wow. Uh, one of those camera, a couple of those camera angles are the referees have cams on them. So they'll be featuring f- uh, video footage from a referee. They'll have cams on certain players in their helmets. Um, so they'll actually be able to see camera footage, you know, from a player's kinda, perspective. Kind of taking the NASCAR approach. NASCAR's got yep. cameras in like every car now. Yep. And they're also doing... Um, there's three different ways to score after a touchdown. So you can do a one, two or three point conversion. That's right. That's right. So that should be. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're, you know, it's eight teams, which is kind of a, a, a bummer, but I'm sure that, you know, if this, I think they're, I think this is kind of a test pilot to see if this thing takes off, they probably will, you know, introduce more, more yeah, franchises. Two of, the, two of the coaches are former NFL coaches. That's um, right. Yeah. Jeff Fisher and yeah. Kevin Sublin are both coaching. Yeah. Yep. So it's, they're gonna have a little bit wider playbook. Should be fun. Absolutely, yeah. And so. and mic'd up. Everybody's mic'd up on the sideline. You'll be able to hear everything. So it'll be. Yeah, I'm loving. It. <laughs> we love over the weekend. We love having like just football playing in the background, even oh, if yeah. we're not watching it. Just that of sound. Seven thirty on a Saturday night too. So yeah, if you're uh, longing for a little football, just tune in. The USFL yeah. is back after about what thirty years. <laughs> yeah. Well, to all of our listeners out there, you can find us over at persuasionbythepint.com. You can catch us on all of your podcast platforms, Stitcher Radio, iHeart, Spotify, you name it. Come visit us over at our Facebook group at at, uh, Persuasion by the Pint. And also, if you have questions, you can reach out to us over at persuasionbythepint at gmail.com. Care, have a great Easter weekend, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Sean's been fun. See you. See you.